Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Imagine This. I'm Trent. I'm Brashina. I'm Mackenzie. And we are thrilled to have you here, as Mm -hmm. always. Um, Today, we're here to talk about something that is particularly near and dear to all of our hearts, the Epiphany's New Works Festival. Um, submissions are now open and so we feel like it's a great opportunity to tell you a little bit about this program and about this festival and why it's so important to us at Wild Imaginings. Yes, yes, yes. I love Epiphanies, I have to say. It's very cool that we have a New Works Festival here in Waco. Waco is kind of small. And so you don't always get opportunities to see new work, let alone a new work play festival, where it's just like four new plays all at once. And then you have new theater here in Waco. Um, and the, the hope is that that breeds more new theater to come to Waco. Um, so I, I really love it. I like it. And now it's international. Yeah. This last year we had playwrights from across the country and even from other countries submitting to us. It's a really, really cool thing. Um, it's, it's amazing to me how a, a couple of things, right? I mean, it, with as many entries as we have, it's such a diversity of authors and just stories. Mm-hmm. But then at some level, there's like certain similarities that seem to just kind of enter the waters of the playwriting pools because we have kind of this shared human experience. The The example that I'll give to kind of illustrate what I mean is after 2020, mm-hmm. our 2021 festival we had such a disproportionate number of like dystopian post-apocalyptic plays. I'm sorry, what happened in 2020? I must have fallen asleep. Right, uh, we all did. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, and it's like, at some level it feels like, well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But it really was funny. I mean, you always get a few of those plays. It's a genre that I happen to really enjoy. I, yes. I think it's fun. Yeah. I, who doesn't love a play that feels like a YA fiction novel? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. hello. Yeah. Yes. Like, Take me back to middle school, please. Here for <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love it. But it's not usually like 
20 to 25% of the plays that you read, right? But we had this shared experience and that's where people's minds were, is this kind of like end of world, what happens afterward, everyone is dead or everyone is ill or we have to like have this young female lead save us all you know like Mm -hmm. it's the things that like bring us back it's like familiar but we can still explore some difficult things like it was anyway it was just really interesting and Mm -hmm. so I think that it's cool to see when you have that many plays in front of you to see the huge diversity that exists within people's creativities. But then sometimes there are simply these threads that come through because we are all people living in the world together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. very cool. And I like that. I like that about epiphanies. It kind of just like you get all these submissions and you get some really, really cool plays, some really cool concepts too. Some of them not super well executed, but that's another aspect that I like of epiphanies is that y'all don't just reject a play and like send them a form letter. You actually do give feedback as much as you can to the playwrights who, who don't make it in. And so like, um, I what what is that like? Yeah, that's so that's something that we were committed to from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. When I so a little backstory about epiphanies, I suppose. It's the first thing that I did mm-hmm. after I started Wild Imaginings. Um I mean naturally the logical next step after starting a brand new theater company <laughs> is to just launch a new works festival. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to everyone who is as crazy as me. Um, and so it was the very first thing that I did. I had no idea how to run a New Works Festival. So I just like made it up. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and so, but something that was very important to me from the beginning was that people should get feedback. People should know what's working and what's not working. And at least receive something from the process Mm -hmm. they should get something out of submitting if you're gonna trust me with reading your baby then you should get something for that like for simply being brave enough to submit there should be something worthwhile that you get out of that and Mm -hmm. so everyone who submits to us gets feedback it may not be as extensive as we would like for it to be but you get something because Mm -hmm. we want to have a relationship with you even if it's just a couple of emails back and forth what's crazy is that so many festivals not only don't give feedback you never hear from them again Mm -hmm. the number of people who we've had to thank us for just letting them know that they weren't accepted is wild because this last year we had so many submissions the first couple of years I was able to provide feedback with their rejection letter Mm -hmm. this year it was too many so I sent kind of a form letter as you mentioned Mm -hmm. that told them feedback would be forthcoming right Mm -hmm. but I want I didn't want to leave them waiting so I let them know that it wasn't going to be their year right Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of people reply to that email not even the feedback, just the email about getting rejected. And I say me, but and I'm taking credit for things that Susie Elnagar, the dramaturg that I work with, also did, right? Mm-hmm. She actually is the one who sent that email and fielded a lot of the replies. 
Um, and as we've grown, that's one of the beautiful things is that it wasn't, it's not just me mm-hmm. anymore. It's a lot of y'all were readers this last year. Susie was the dramaturg who was organizing a lot of the readers and I read countless plays, but it wasn't just me anymore. And as we've grown, that's been one of the beautiful things is getting more perspectives in the room mm-hmm. um, to read this huge diversity of perspectives that we have. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to give feedback to people. We wanted it to be a meaningful process for the playwrights. That is who we had in mind when we started this festival. And like you said, that's rare. (laughs) Wildly rare. Yeah. You do not always get like, I think it's because like you were saying, the volume of submissions sometimes is so large. But especially like as somebody who's actively auditioning, it is a... It is so nice to at least know that you're out of the running. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you just like after a few weeks, you're just like, eh, I just, I guess I just didn't get it. Or you see a cast list and you're like, oh, that sucks. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, so like to actually get some not, like not only know that you didn't make it, but then also get some feedback is so nice. <laughs> like, it's so nice to know. Yeah. That sort of thing. And maybe it's because I'm also a playwright, but I wanted it to be a playwright centered process mm-hmm. um it, it should be about them and so the the process that we created it starts with feedback for everyone mm-hmm. and then as of right now we're able to select eight plays to move forward mm-hmm. and so those eight playwrights receive table readings um and it's an opportunity for them to hear their words aloud from actors working actors Mm -hmm. Um, and then they have the chance after the reading to dialogue with those actors and with me and with other people on the creative team about their script and so it's it's a conversation that is really valuable and then they have the opportunity to revise based on that conversation and over the past few years I've seen that revision be huge I've seen a couple of playwrights do like a full rewrite after that first read through because they're like, this is just isn't working and I'm inspired and I'm going to take it this other direction. Mm-hmm. And then I've had some people just do like line edits. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, cut that one, change a few words here because it just depends on where a playwright is in their process. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like we take the plays that we think have the most potential. And sometimes that means they're not the most polished plays. Mm-hmm. Um but but we're looking for a long-term trajectory, not just something that we could produce tomorrow, but that we're not passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so they have a month from their table read to return those revisions to us. And then based on the table reading and based on the revision, we choose four of those eight. And it's the four that you mentioned mm-hmm. to go forward as staged readings for an audience at our live in-person festival. And then at the festival, not only do we perform those four, but one of those four is chosen the winner. And so the next year, they get a full production of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it tends to be a world premiere just mm-hmm. because of how the life cycle of plays works. And so, like, for example, this year, we've mentioned Cardboard Castles. You've met Amy Tofty on a prior episode. She was the winner of the 2021 festival Mm -hmm. and so this year the 2022 festival we had our four finalists from this year's submissions but then we also world premiered her play and so over the course of the weekend 
Not only was it a world premiere production weekend of Cardboard Castles Hung on Walls, but mixed in were four staged readings of this year's finalists, from which a new winner has already been chosen, Handless King by Harley Elias, and that is what will be fully produced next year, alongside whatever four finalists we have by that point. So it's this process that is invigorating and it's exciting and it's year round. I mean, as soon as we chose a winner, we're practically, we were preparing for submissions to open. Mm-hmm. And so it's a part of the life cycle of our organization. Wild Imaginings is a theater that values playwrights and values new works. And it's the lifeblood of what we do year after year after year is getting to work with all of these artists from different backgrounds and highlighting emerging playwrights and art and playwrights with unique voices. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things we've talked about on a past episode is how important it is to tell stories that is written in the voice of the playwright, that it is people who people should be telling their own stories, not other people's stories, which Mm -hmm. sounds really simple, but you would be shocked how often the latter occurs as opposed to the former. And so I'm just like rambling at this point, but I am passionate about what we do and I am proud of the process that we've created. And our playwright retention is off the charts. From year two to year three, we had almost 100% resubmission rate because people value the work that we're doing and they're excited about this process that we've created. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I look forward to seeing people's names pop up on the submission form. And when we read them, they're blinded, Mm -hmm. right? And that's important to us as well, is we don't want who wrote a thing to influence whether or not we choose it. Mm -hmm. But when the submission forms initially roll in, I can see who submitted, right? Mm -hmm. And I get excited. I'm like, oh, we get to read her play again, his play again, their play again. Because I know who these people are now. I know the types of plays that they write. And so I may not know whose it is when I'm reading it during the reading process, but I know that their plays are mixed in here somewhere and you never know. It might get popped up to the surface again and I get to work with someone who I've worked with before. I mean, it's all just part of this exciting dynamic process. Um, And, you know, as we shift gears at Wild Imaginings and start to produce more and more new work, we now have existing relationships with all of these phenomenally talented playwrights that all started here with epiphanies. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It's creating a, an even bigger theater community here. It is. And it's it's so nice. It's so, so nice. Um, and what I also like is that we provide like dramaturgy um, during these readings and that sort of thing. And I think Mackenzie could probably speak a little bit more to that since she's been more involved this year with that aspect of things. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, yeah, I so I didn't work on any of the audience guides for this year. However, um, I <laughs> I put everything together because I do the social media marketing. Um, and so I get to read all of the research. I get to like make everything look really pretty. And I also get to work with the dramaturgs. Um, and it's just I love talking to dramaturgs. I love looking at their research. I, I love because I, I also read all the plays. And so I love it's very informative for me as like someone who's working on becoming more of a dramaturg and getting more into it because I'm very very new to this still um and so getting to watch more experienced dramaturgs work on that and like see what like they how how they communicate ideas of the plays and like how they pull out what they want to highlight and showcase and um discuss with the audience is like really 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 cool yeah it's awesome it's it's very cool. What I what I love about Epiphanies is getting to see the process of a show happen. That's something that we in theater you don't always get to see because as much as there is new work, there's not always new work being produced in some way. And so you don't always get to see the process of what came to uh, of what happened with this play before it came to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a really important part of being a theater artist, whether you are a playwright, a director, a designer, or an actor, or any any t- sort of technician um, within, it's good for you to understand how things change before it becomes a quote-unquote finished project. Um and so I I really like that aspect of things. That's one of my favorite things is to work on new works and see the changes happen. Um, I've been in processes where uh, the playwright, you know, is sitting down listening to rehearsal and I'll just go, you know, this doesn't feel right. Like it, it doesn't feel right. The words don't feel right, you know, coming from them. And they'll be like, well, what would you say? And then you say something and then the next day that's in the play. And that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Um, I've seen designers, you know, talk about, well, if we did, you know, some things like this, then it would look, you know, a little bit different. And then the next day that's in the stage directions. Yeah. And so like it become, you get to see this thing being made and it's just so cool. I can't. Uh, I I really like I I don't know how to get y'all to to understand how exciting this is, but seeing a play become a play, mm. so cool, so so cool, um, and all of the plays that you've seen that have made it to you know major theaters or regional theaters have gone through this process, and so yeah. getting to be involved in it, it helps you it helps you become a better theater artist, I think. Um, yeah you know and and playwriting is really an uphill battle Mm -hmm. it is so hard to get produced let alone published and it's a Mm catch-22 people don't want to touch you until you have production history but then how do you get production history Mm -hmm. if no one wants to touch it you know Mm -hmm. and so it's really filling this gap that exists and that we can only do as much as we can do and i wish it was more but it's so important to have 
table readings, to have staged readings, to have productions. I mean, that is how you get more productions is having a production, which is Mm -hmm. ridiculous and insane. And I guess there's not really a way around it, but I wish there was. Right. And, and so it's so important for playwrights to have this opportunity. And I wish that we could do it for two or three times as many as we actually are able to. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that for the people who are actually able to work with one-on-one and read and ultimately produce, it's invaluable as they move through the world and build their career as a writer and build their body of work, right? Mm -hmm. Because the other piece is that if you have a new play and and that one doesn't have production history, but you can point to the three other plays that you've written previously that do have production history. Well, this new play is going to be taken a little more seriously because clearly all these other theaters took your past work seriously. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it, it works for each individual play, but then it also applies to your overall body of work as a writer as you seek producing partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so opportunities like the Epiphany's New Works Festival are essential career builders for these writers who are trying to make a go of it. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so interesting. I think about, like, we had a couple episodes back where we talked about Larissa Fast Horse and the Thanksgiving play and um, that was one of those plays where actually like we kind of got to see it grow on like a national level because every time it was produced somebody was talking about it so before Mm -hmm. it even got like fully published there were a lot of talks about like oh this is what the script looked like Um, when it got onto new play exchange oh my gosh we all went ham Um, (laughs) everybody was reading it and talking about it and you know thinking of like oh I wonder what are the ways this is going to change and that sort of thing so new works are definitely an essential part of new work festivals are an essential part of getting playwrights produced and what comes out of that is some really really great work um i mean brandon jacob jenkins delivers a fast horse um uh lynn nottage all of those playwrights that you think of um when you think of great plays now they had a new works festival that you know helped them get their start or they submitted a play and somebody was like yeah i'm gonna take a chance on producing that Mm -hmm. um and then it led to some of their greatest work so yeah absolutely i love that i love it and hope that's the hope with epiphanies is that one day we could have that sort of relationship with somebody is that Mm -hmm. we gave them a start and then they went on to do something great yeah yeah i love that i love that so much um, well, it kind of sounds like we've talked about everything. We even mentioned the winner um, of last year's playwright, Cardboard Castles Hung on Walls, and this year's winner, Handless King. Um, so you have some things to look forward to. Can we talk about how to submit for epiphanies? Yeah, it is really pretty easy. Um, It is on our website, wildimaginingswaco.com. There is a whole epiphanies tab that you can go to, and all of our rules are there, our criteria, our submission guidelines. Um, It's as easy as a Google form. I mean, you fill out some information. We want to know a little bit about you, and then you attach a PDF, and you're done. And when do submissions for this year end? They end February 20th. Ooh, so it's coming up. So you have lots of time as we head into the new year to um, get your plays submitted, do some last minute edits or don't, whatever you'd like to do, but get them into us so that way we can read them and, you know, hopefully put on your work. Yeah, we we want 
we want to read your work. It's one of the highlights of what we get to do. Um, and it's hard to describe what it feels like for people to submit work that you know they've spent so many countless hours on. Um, and then the privilege of offering feedback on something that they're so intimately familiar with is second to none. The fact that you're trusting me as a, someone who might have something to offer you about your script is really incredible. Um, and I've worked on a lot of new scripts at this point. It is one of my favorite things I get to do professionally. And it, the past few years, in many ways, has been the bulk of what I do professionally. And it doesn't lose its magic. You know, it just doesn't. People are so talented and there are so many stories left to be told that people are discovering every day. And this is an opportunity for us as a theater company to discover some of those stories and some of those people who are telling them. And we have a fantastic team of readers. I mean, it is we are some of them and there are others. But I mean, it is a group that is passionate about theater, who is insightful about how scripts work mm -hmm. and how stories are told well, who care about the world and believe that theater is one of the ways that we can change it for the better. I mean, those are the people who are reading these plays. Mm -hmm. And so it's not it's not random people, you know, a lot of one of the things that we really like to do is know who's reading, you know, I not to say that there aren't highly competent people who we could just put out a call for and who would sign up. But we like to know who these people are, because if you're trusting us with your work, we want to be able to say confidently that it's going to be read by someone who knows their stuff mm -hmm. and who's going to take the care to read your play that you took to write it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And Mackenzie, just to remind us, what is our website so that way everybody knows where to send their submissions? Yeah, our form is now open and live on wildimaginingswaco.com. And we have all of the instructions and all the information that you could ever possibly want about it up there. So just check it out. Cool. So make sure to get those submissions in by February 20th. Yes, please. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, and like Trent was saying, Epiphanies treats plays with care. Um, it's not something where we'll just haphazardly, we'll be like, oh, this is marketable, let's put it on. Um, uh, it's it. We really care about the work that's been done on our show. Yeah. We care about the messages that you want to portray. Um, and we care about the people that have sat down and written these shows. Um, so it's it's very exciting. Your your play will be treated with care if you decide to submit. Or if you are a person who's like, I don't want to submit a play, but I'd love to watch them, then we will have the Epiphanies Fe New Works Festival next year, 2023. October. October 2023. So get excited. Get ready. <laughs> block, out a, block out all your weekends in October <laughs> until we have the exact date. Um, and <laughs> come see the New Works Play Festival Epiphanies. It'll be awesome. It's a fun, fun weekend. It like is. you get to there some meet and greets with the playwright themselves. Um, it's a good time. Normally, it's in a cool area of downtown. It's so, like you could 
do things afterward, go for drinks or karaoke, just have a good time with friends <laughs> after you've seen some great theater, some great new theater. Um, and audiences are super important. So come out as much as you can. We love to see everybody out there. Um, do we have any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? Is there anything that I missed about epiphanies? Do we need to plug something important? The last thing I'll say is this is, you know, we now have an additional platform through this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've already read a portion of Amy Tofty's play here, a portion of my play here. Um, we have in an upcoming episode, a portion of a play that was from our 2021 festival. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of our finalists there and we're highlighting that work. Um, additional work has been done on it since that time, but I still have a relationship with that playwright. Mm -hmm. She is incredible and we're going to be airing part of that play and interviewing her. And so playwrights, we want to honor you and your work and the Epiphanies Festival can be the start of an ongoing professional relationship and so we we make no guarantees obviously but you never know unless you submit and so we we want to have a relationship with you we want to highlight your work um but we can't do that unless we first read it so i just yeah. i just encourage you to give it a go and see what happens yeah so Thank you all for joining us today as we talked about the Epiphanies New Works Festival. Um, get your submissions in to us by February 20th and then mark your calendars for October 2023. Um, so that way you can come and see some great new works. Um, Mackenzie, where can they find us? Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Imagine This Theater Pod Theater with our theater with an R E or Wild Imaginings Waco. And then our website is wildimaginingswaco.com. And we are produced by Rogue Media Networks. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm -hmm.